What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Today will be the final video before week one, or at least the non-Thursday night week one game. So I figured it would be fun to go over my favorite plays this week. I went game by game yesterday talking about starts and sits. So if you have any start sit questions, watch that video or look at my rankings on our website, thefansfootballadvice.com. Because there's no Sunday videos anymore, the Saturday videos will now be sponsored by Underdog. And so I thought the best thing we could do would be to go over my favorite props on the site. They actually call them pickums, but it's basically like making a parlay on any other site. You can choose between two and five of them, and the payout is just different depending on which ones you choose, how many you choose. So today, I'm going to go over eight props I really like. These are players I think are going to perform well this week, at least better than their line. And if you agree with them, choose whichever ones you want, put them into your slip this week. So let's hop into number one, Rashad Bateman. I think this one is the worst line of the week. And I really have no idea why his receiving prop is so low. The over-under is set at 48 and a half receiving yards. I'm thinking this is just my take and, and tell me if I'm wrong here and like I'm way off base. It should be this low. I think everyone is assuming that the Ravens are going to steamroll the Jets, which could certainly happen. It's a seven point uh, spread on the road as well. Like we could see the Ravens win this game by 17 points. That could absolutely happen. But I think they're assuming that, and they're assuming it's going to happen all on the ground, meaning that they're really not going to have to throw the ball much at all. But for that to happen, that has to mean that they're feeding Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake a ton. Because again, maybe you guys know when you're watching this video, I really don't think Dobbins is playing this week, but even if they do activate him, he's not going to play that much. So they'd have to feed Mike Davis again and Kenyon Drake, who's been with the team for what, like less than two weeks at this point. That's not something Baltimore wants to do. I have to imagine that they're going to lean on Lamar Jackson in this game. And if that happens, Bateman is going over 48 and a half receiving yards. Like he's the clear number one wide receiver. There is no obvious number two. I would say it's Duvernay, but he's not like the obvious two. There's really no one in the wide receiver core behind him. And even if Lamar was held under like 200 passing yards, which I don't think happens, but even if that did happen, Bateman's still pretty likely to go over 48 and a half receiving yards. My projections right now have it at 84 receiving yards for Mark Andrews, 77 for Bateman, 34 for Duvernay, 33 for Likely, everyone else under 17. Honestly, the Likely one might even be too high. So again, please, please tell me in the comment section if I'm off base on this one and that maybe you think like Duvernay, uh, Prochet are going to like step up, that Likely is going to get a bunch of targets, but I really just don't see a scenario. Like, obviously, anything could happen. Flukes could happen. You could have, you know, eight targets and, like, one catch. Like, that, that's in his range of outcomes. But, like, I don't know. I think he goes over this way more than half the time. So, I really think this line should be much, much higher. My second favorite prop, Elijah Mitchell over 61.5 receiving yards. Especially with Kittle now looking closer to doubtful. This is another one. Maybe you guys know more information than I do. It seems like Kittle is not going to play this week, but even if he did, I still like this. I just like it a lot more if he is out. I know that the total of this game is super low. It's at 40 when recording this. It's kind of stabilized around 40. It's not going to change much from there. It's going to be in that 39 to 41 range. 
It's going to be a slow-paced game, so not only do we not expect a lot of touchdowns, which for this prop you don't care about, but it's that the overall production is likely to be low because neither team is likely to go out there and just you know consistently move up and down the field. We're probably going to see a lot of punts in this game. But the 49ers are very unlikely to throw Lance out there and have him aired out 35, 40 times. Like, that is simply not going to happen. They're going to run it. And since no running back behind Mitchell really separated in the preseason, I'm projecting Mitchell to, you know, hold a strong lead in the carries this week and look basically like he did when he was healthy last season. Again, 49ers, seven-point road favorites. They're probably going to win this game. In the nine games Mitchell played last season and the 49ers won, his yardage totals for rushing only, 104, 42, 137, 91, 133, 119, 85, 96, 53. That's seven of nine games over 61.5 rushing yards, average of 96 rushing yards per game. He should have no problem going over 61.5 rushing yards this week. And again, if Kittle's out, I like it even more. My third favorite line this week, Juju. His over-under is only 47.5 receiving yards. Now, I understand that they've talked a lot about their willingness to spread the ball around, not really knowing which wide receiver is going to pop off each week. But I feel like that's only partially true. Yes, different wide receivers are going to have different spike tweaks. They're going to spike at random times this season, maybe random to us, not random to the team. But that's just, you know, given the nature of this offense. But I think that is more true for like MVS, Hardman, Sky Moore, and not as much so for Juju. There are going to be weeks where Hardman or MVS hit deep, that they look at the matchups and they say, we want to target these guys a few times deep downfield, and they're going to pop off. We're not really going to know when that's going to happen. I believe that's totally true. And for many of the other weeks, they're probably going to dub. And I'm sure there's going to be weeks uh, more in the second half of the season where Sky Moore sees a spike in his workload, maybe getting some carries, uh, maybe getting a lot more targets. I think that happens more in the second half of the season. So again, true there as well. But they need another consistent receiving option behind Travis Kelsey. And I really think they want that to be what Juju does. He's not a guy that's going to see a bunch of deep targets, so he's pretty unlikely to have like a four for 90 in a touchdown score or like, you know, one of the like three for 120 in a score, like something like that. That's probably going to happen more for MVS, more for Hardman. But since I think those two are going to be used deep downfield and that Sky Moore is more eased into the offense, at least to start the year, I think, you know, more often than not, Juju needs to be used more than 50 receiving yards, especially when I think Vegas is projecting um, this passing offense to have like 40-plus pass attempts. We have a 54-point total. They're nearly a touchdown road favorites. Like The projections for everyone is Kansas City is going to go out there and dominate this week. And for them to dominate and not have a consistent player behind Kelsey, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I think Kelsey is going to be great. Again, I think the running backs will be used. And I think they're going to try and hit Hardman and MVS deep downfield. But they still need a consistent option behind Kelsey. I think that that's what Juju is. Uh, my projections, 8.3 targets, 5.5 receptions, 70 yards, and half a touchdown. And for those of you who are looking in 
season-long formats. That's wide receiver 18 and a half PPR. Fourth prop I like. Cortland Sutton over 58 and a half receiving yards. And this is actually one I've already talked about like twice this week. So we don't need to go like super in-depth. But basically, I think the Broncos go out there and steamroll the Seahawks. And since Sutton is Wilson's favorite wide receiver and he operates deeper downfield than Judy does, it should be pretty easy for him to surpass this total. Seattle is very unlikely to get much going on offense. And we know Russ wants to play fast and he wants to put on a show for his former team. I could honestly see Sutton going over 100 yards and a score this week. My projections, 8.7 targets, 5.4 receptions, 76 and a half receiving yards, 0.4 touchdowns, wide receiver 13, half PPR scoring. Next up, we've got a duo of players that I would probably play together if you're picking. I wouldn't just pick one or the other. I'd play them both. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase, 75 and a half receiving yards. Joe Burrow, 265 and a half passing yards. Now, I mentioned uh, the one thing that could screw this up in the Friday video, so you can watch that as well for like another take here. But basically, it's if the Steelers are unable to do anything on offense, unable to keep this game like kind of remotely close, and I would say like within like 10 points close, you know, if they're just getting dominated, it's a 17-21 point game, then we could see a lot of rush attempts in the second half by the Bengals. They have a really improved offensive line. Uh, they've got a really good ground game. They showed us last season that they're willing to go run heavy in the second half when they have a lead. And so that could happen. And that would kind of hurt both these players. But that's why I said play them together. You know, it's likely that if Burrow goes over, that Chase did. Or vice versa. If Chase went over, that Burrow did as well. So I would play both of these ones together in a pick. But we really saw also the Bengals were willing to unleash the passing attack late last season. During their three-game win streak, to close the year, not counting the one game in like week 18 where no one played. But when everyone was actually playing, the starters, three-game win streak to close the season, four-game playoff run. So during those seven games, they threw the ball over 35 and a half times per game, compared to under 32 times per game in the 13 weeks leading up to that. And given that they clearly found success late in the season doing this, I mean, they went 6-1 and one in those games compared to 7-6 and six in the games leading up to that, it makes sense that they would want to stick with this pass-first approach, especially when they have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. So I would take the overs. Again, I would correlate them. I would not take one or the other with like three other props. I would put them both together with something else. Another quarterback prop I like is Jameis Winston, over 225 and a half passing yards. However, this is probably one I would wait on. I wouldn't bet it right now. Wait to get confirmation that Michael Thomas is playing this week. I do expect Michael Thomas to play, but if he's out, I have a lot less interest in Jameis Winston, obviously. But yeah, I mean, you guys heard me say plenty of times in the offseason, I think the Saints are going to be more pass-heavy this season, definitely more pass-heavy than the public thinks. They won't necessarily need to be this week, but I'm also not 100% sure in that take. You know, something about this five-and-a-half-point line makes me think it's going to be closer than people are thinking, kind of like a game we're going to talk about in a second. I think there's like the general thinking is the Saints are a significantly better team. They'll have no issues winning this game. And honestly, like that's kind of in the back of my mind. I really do think the Saints are the much better team. They're going to easily win. 
but the line has not moved from five and a half points. And that's not like a crazy high line. Uh, Atlanta is at home and teams, you know, sometimes just play a lot better at home. But like, basically my thinking is like, what if, you know, they are more pass heavy than people think, like we think it's going to happen. And also this game just stays remotely close, stays within one score for most of the way through. That would mean the Saints are running their typical offense, which again is going to lean more towards the pass. And while Winston isn't like, you know, some elite quarterback, he's more than capable. He's had very great performances in the past. And he's surrounded by really quality pass catchers. Kamara, Michael Thomas, Olave, Landry. Like, those are really good players. So again, I'd only use this one if Thomas is active. But if he is, I really think that we can use Winston in the spot. Final one this week is actually a, a correlated one, which we'll talk about, is Jalen Hurts, over 269.5 total yards, so counting, passing, and rushing. My projection for him is 43 rushing yards, 280 passing yards, so maybe that's a little bit aggressive, but he sets up so well in this spot. Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard is such an elite trio, and the running backs are all capable in the passing game as well. That's something that is really going to benefit him too. And I also think that people are expecting, again, expectations versus what's probably going to happen. People are expecting the Eagles to blow out the Lions. But the line has stayed firm at four points all week. And the Lions are better than people think. There is absolutely a chance this game stays close. And to be honest, that is the most likely outcome. I really don't think either team just dominates this one, blows the other out. Now, one thing we're fading is that this does become a run-based game. If that happens, the under is going to hit. If the game stays close, both teams are like, nope, I'm not throwing first. You're going to throw first. Like we're, we're both fine just like running the football. Then all the unders are going to hit. So there's a chance that happens. But Hertz rushing is going to be part of that rushing. So that's going to help you know work him towards this line. But also, it's not like they're never going to throw the ball. Right? He probably only needs 230 passing yards for this one to hit. And given you know the cast of players around him, he's going to have a pretty good game on average. And to be honest, this is another one that would correlate. So I would say, okay, the game script that I need here is for one of these teams to pull ahead. Maybe um, Owner St. Brown starts going off. Maybe A.J. Brown hits deep. Something like that happens, and that forces the other attack into it. So if you're going to make this one, I would probably do the Hurts over along with A.J. Brown and Amonor St. Brown. Bet on this game just popping off, and if that happens, you hit on all three. That's you know much better than saying, oh, here are three separate outcomes that I think are going to happen. Instead, say, here's one game script I think will occur, and here's three things that will happen if I'm right. That's way better to do. Um, and honestly, pair it with the Burrow one. So do the over on Burrow, Chase, Hertz, Brown, and St. Brown. That is a 20x bet. If you take the over on all of them and you don't do the insurance, that is a 20x bet. And honestly, those are the most fun ones to place, right? If you do that, just one of those each week over the entire season. Again, 20x, there's only 18 games. That means you only need to hit one time. In one week, you need to hit over the entire season to be profitable. And if you correlate the bets like I just did in this last one, say here are two things that need to go right 
for five things to hit, they're going to be more successful over time. So if you haven't signed up yet for Underdog, don't know what you're waiting for, do it now. You can sign up for your first account today. Use promo code FFA. They will match your first deposit up to $100. They don't just have best ball. You can place two to five pick parlays as well, which are super fun to do. Again, I just gave you a five pick one. And for all of you who already have all in on my website, thefensefootballbase.com, you can find like 40 plus bets that I've listed on the site as well, ordered by how much I like them. So good luck in week one. I hope everyone starts off 1-0, but please do not panic if 100% of your players do not go off. It's week one. Let's not overreact if a few plays do not go our way. That, my friends, is it in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, hop behind the like button and hop subscribing to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.